Hey everybody, this is Coach Sal, the latest uh, addition I have for you. We're going to finally talk some uh, exercise and, and how you can put it into action at home for you and for your whole family. One of the great series or types of exercises that there are are calisthenics. A little history, I, I grew up in Milburn as I mentioned in the early uh, podcast, in the intro podcast. We had a fantastic phys ed program in Milburn through the 70s, 60s and 70s. And if if you go back or if you were around or if you had family in town, um, Milburn's athletic program was phenomenal back then. Um, We used to be in what was called the Suburban Conference and they had something called the Olympic Trophy and Milburn won the Olympic Trophy very frequently. Um, It was the championships and the best teams in all sports. Milburn was also um, one of the first schools to have a pretty good variety of, of women's sports, girls' sports, I should say. When I was in high school, they started the girls' track team. We had had a couple of very good track athletes uh, in the 70s who actually competed on the boys' team. And, you know, we, we struggled in some sports, but by and large, we were very competitive in, in every sport. And I attributed to, and looking back on it, we had a great phys ed program all through grammar school and in the junior high. You know, back then it was one uh, K through six at the grammar school and the junior high was seven through nine, high school, 10, 11, 12. We were very prepared. Our freshman teams, again, we were at the, at the junior high. Freshman teams were all very good. And it was because we had great instruction in fundamental movements and we had some weight room. Now the weight room wasn't great back then, but we were ahead of the curve. Back then it was, were you, were you in the weight room or not? Versus today, it's, are you in the weight room doing things the right way or are you wasting time? Uh, but back then, being in the weight room was enough of an edge. And calisthenics were the key to everything that we did. As a matter of fact, um, when I first started the business in Milburn almost 30 years ago, when I started working with, with kids, and I do this with adults too, I was shocked at how little they did in phys ed and how they removed all of these great fundamental movements that are really important for young kids from as young as third grade and earlier all the way up through competitive athletes. I still do this program with my college athletes. I have two high level elite athletes right now. Um, One coming back from inactivity because of leaving college and the other because high school has been cut short. One's going to Wake Forest to play football. The other will be playing basketball at the University of Florida in the fall. They're both utilizing calisthenics to get themselves back into condition and also to push that condition forward. This dovetails nicely with what I spoke to about spoke to you about uh, in the last couple of podcasts about performance and that there's no such thing as cardio. Because the calisthenics are, and I'm going to tell you what the movements are, movements that get your heart rate up, put you through the whole range of motion and movements, squat, lunge, push, pull, bend, reach, rotate, and brace. And you do those every day with a variety of, um, of schemes and you will increase your fitness in a meaningful way. So I look at the calisthenics, I have the big three jumping jacks, squat thrusts, and mountain climbers slash leg drives. Depending on where you grew up, 
depending on your familiarity or your experience, you, you might have used mountain climbers leg drives. I believe when I started in the middle school and in grammar school here, junior high grammar school, it was leg drives and then it became mountain climbers later. Uh, squat thrusts or squat thrusts, they've been bastardized and have been called burpees by certain training uh, philosophies. And the way they have taken the squat thrust and done the burpee is incorrect and it's less effective and I'll explain that. And good old fashioned jumping jacks, everybody has done them. Not only do I do the regular traditional jumping jacks, I have varieties that, you know, some of it I've borrowed from other people, other things I've kind of taken on my own that I really haven't seen other places. I'm not sure if other people are or aren't doing them. What I know is I haven't seen many uh, people doing these kinds of jumping jacks. So for the sake of our discussion, we're, ju we're just going to say the traditional measures, uh, methods, I should say. And rather than me have to recreate videos, there's a million videos online. Most of them are pretty good. I think everybody is familiar with the jumping jack. Um, the one thing I, coaching point I use is I hate the lazy arms in jumping jacks. You should have your arms straight and you should have your hands touch overhead. Um, one of my pet peeves is the bent arm, barely get your hands over your head, more bend at the elbow. And like I said, a lazy arm movement. One of my, uh, coaching mentors, guy from, uh, Oregon, Coach Radcliffe, he has a saying, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. So I'm, I'm pretty much a stickler on a lot of these little things because I always think of what if one of my people were to walk in or one of my mentors were to walk in and see me doing one of these movements with a client would be according to their guidelines. So the jumping jack, you know, is one of those that people get lazy with. So it's a good big sweeping arm motion. That would be the only coaching point I'd give you. 30 seconds for jumping jacks. You can rest about 15 seconds, 20 seconds. If you're not in as good a condition, you could rest 30 seconds. And then you do squat thrusts. I usually do six to eight with people when I start with them. Again, if you look at squat thrusts, uh, do a search online, you'll find some pretty good videos. Uh, I don't know if everyone gets the same results, but I saw one from a, a kettlebell trainer who did a good squat thrust. Again, the key thing there, they're not burpees. Okay, burpees are... Uh, a bastardized version for the worse of a squat thrusts where you collapse at the arm at the elbow you flop to the ground and almost do a push-up but it's not a push-up and what it does is it winds up res resulting in you doing worse push-ups worse squat thrusts there is good stiffness and bad stiffness the squat thrust develops good stiffness that could be a talk we have later or if you have questions obviously you could always reach out to me good stiffness is key to good athletic performance efficient athletic performance the squat thrust where you don't sag towards the ground you hold your hips still uh, and don't bend your arms develops good and uh, appropriate stiffness one of the other things i'll do with squat thrusts is if someone is not conditioned or maybe can't freely get their hands down to the ground so that they can then jump their feet back is you could use a step or a stool or something that perhaps comes up to around the mid shin area that will help the person who has some restrictions or just may not be in great shape. Leg drives, mountain climbers, again, 
There's a lot of videos. The best one I saw online was a leg drive um, demonstrated by a Livestrong um, instructor. The key with the leg with the leg drives is you when you bring that leg up under your chest, and if you watch the video, you'll understand. You want that knee under your chest and you want that foot to touch the ground and you want to have what's called an active foot. You don't want to have a lazy foot, which means your toe is pointed back. You want to have an active foot, which means your toe is pulled towards your shin. So you'd start with the jumping jacks. You do 30 seconds. You can do then six to 10 squat thrusts with or without the uh, step or box. You could rest again. 15 to 20, uh, 15 to 30 seconds, and then you could do 30 leg drives where you count each leg moving as one rep. Obviously, the, the coaching point I give for the leg drives is you get, in, you get into a push-up position and move your feet. Again, it's, it's fine for your hips to move up and down. Your hips move when you flex and extend your legs. So that's certainly appropriate. So those are the big three. And then if you want, you can add Push-ups and sit-ups, I call that then the big five. You have your push-up and sit-up. You can intersperse and order those any way you want. You could, again, find an appropriate rep range. I always start with usually 10 push-ups and, again, 10 sit-ups. Don't anchor your legs. If you anchor your legs when you do any kind of ab exercise, a sit-up, you're not working your abdominal muscles. As soon as you anchor your legs, your psoas is doing the work. Again, that's another conversation we can have or, or you can reach out to me so you could do these squat thrusts in a circuit manner so that if you go through those five times I always say if you're going out and doing a 40 minute jog you're better off doing a 20 25 minute calisthenic workout goes back to that cardio point in this calisthenic routine if you especially if you add the push-ups and the sit-ups you're getting those eight movements that are key to all good exercise sessions Again, I'll repeat it, squat, lunge, push, pull, bend, reach, rotate, and brace. Pretty much all of those exercises incorporate that. Um, rotate is probably the one that you'd have to do a variation, but it's very easy to do that. And, and again, we can discuss that at a later time. What's also great about these is they can be do, done as a simple warm-up. You could do it a couple of times through with more time in between. You could intersperse these with some mobility slash flexibility moves. Always an active flexibility or dynamic flexibility, never a passive, especially at the beginning. Passive uh, stretches, passive flexibility is for the end of your workout. A good start, set a stopwatch. Use the time and rep ranges I recommend. Once you get through that, if you're doing the three, once you get through the three, give yourself about a minute rest, a minute and a half rest. If you're gonna do the five, you could give yourself a minute and a half to two minute rest in between and just put the stopwatch down or your watch or whatever you have, Apple Watch, and go for 25 minutes. Don't even count how many times you go through or if you want to, that's fine too. And just see how you feel. That 25 minutes of calisthenics is going to do way more for you whether you're an athlete, whether you're a weekend warrior, whether you're someone just trying to get back into the swing of things, then any kind of cardio, air quotes, remember, air quotes every time you hear me say cardio. Okay, well, that's good. That's about 12 minutes. Uh, I don't want to kill you with too much, but if you have any questions, you want any more ideas about this, you know how to get me, coachsalm at gmail.com, or you can text me at 908 
451-8574. Have a good week, and thanks for listening.